now talking some Alabama high school football, outlooks and predictions from around the SEC, and getting you ready for tonight's kickoff at 7. It's the 3 and Out pregame show, presented by Sand Mountain Park and Amphitheater, with hosts Joe, Zach, and John Davis. Let's get right into it. Welcome in to another edition of the 3 and Out pregame show. It is good to be back this week. We are in that stretch of the season where we don't know if we're going to be back week to week. So here we are, a huge, huge road victory for the Wildcats. Not only a huge road victory, but, man, what a comeback. I mean, you're looking at 10 to nothing in the late in the third. John Carroll's up. Gunnersville doesn't look like they've got much life at all. But we come back, get a big W. Zach Ross, John Davis Rollins, what a win. It looked like um... – like uh, the Kenny Stabler running the mud, <laughs> you know. Funny when, how uh, funny how it's been pretty dry lately. <laughs> We've been in a a pretty serious drought. Yeah, uh, the field except, was... except for Tuesday of this week. You know, we got drenched. Yeah, yeah that, well, I'm talking about last, last week. Last yeah, week, nothing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, still uh, under a burn ban in Jefferson County. It must way. have been uh, must have been raining pretty hard just at John Carroll. Yeah, just in that one little area yeah. on Lakeshore Drive. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, the story of the playoffs, uh, I've been fortunate enough to coach playoff games myself, and it's just it's just win, baby. Mm-hmm. Just it, no, Nobody's going to look back and care if you won by 50 or you won by three. Survive in advance. That's that's the name of the game, and that's what the Wildcats did Friday night. 20-17, to 17, Gunnersville comes back and gets the win, moves on to the quarterfinals. We'll be at home against Pleasant Grove tonight. We know everything about Pleasant Grove. We know what this team brings. But let's uh, let's let's stay focused right here on this John Carroll game real quick. Um, you guys had to be like me. John Davis, you had to be like me in that third quarter and had to feel almost kind of just down, almost depressed, like, man, this is how this is going to end. I mean. But deep down. Yeah. We had to, we had to do something. Joel was kind of carrying exactly out what all happened. of us on the radio too. <laughs> <laughs> Joel was Joel was beside himself uh, during the during the radio broadcast. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Something happened, yeah. and uh, I don't know what what switch got flipped in the third quarter. I'll tell you this: I really do think a big it was, part of it, it was a halftime speech, is what it was. And I really think a big part of it too was that John Carroll defense. I mean, you got to think if you're if you're that if you're the defense coordinator for John Carroll and you're those guys on that side of the ball, you're thinking, we've done all we can do, yeah, including mean, we, wetting our, yeah, wrenching our field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were up late last night soaking the field. I mean, we've been out here. Well, let me say one thing too, offensively for John Carroll. You know, they had done a decent job at getting to third and short mm-hmm. all night. They get the fourth quarter, they start throwing the ball. Yeah. It just boggled my mind. That that was odd too. They it, they it, did not give themselves a lot of third and shorts. It was like once all. it's like once the the Wildcats got back in the game there towards the end of the fourth quarter, they start throwing the ball and I'm sitting there thinking like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Like you've done a good job getting third and short, fourth and short, converting those, kind of like what Arab did mm-hmm. and then Arab did it in the fourth quarter to close out the Wildcats. John Carroll, you know, throws the ball, incomplete pass, whatever, here or there. And then gives the Wildcats, you know, more opportunities. And you saw what they did with them. Great Gunnersville crowd hit the road Friday night, too, last Friday night. That was awesome to see. That had to be just a great atmosphere. Let's let's uh, let's dive into this game. So, obviously, up into the third quarter, I mean, near the end of the third quarter, John Carroll's leading the game 10 to nothing. 
Gunnersville haven't been able to get much going. Um, but oh, yeah, ten to nothing. Yeah, their field goal kicker kicked what a like forty yarder mm-hmm. uh, in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Then they get then they get down to like fourth down a few times inside, like uh, kind of late in the game. Mm-hmm. They don't kick the field goal. I know. What are they doing? I don't know. I don't know. Some of the stuff was really odd to me. Um, their kicker seemed automatic, and that, I guess uh, I'm sorry to break you up there. No, you're Joe, fine. But that was just odd to me. No, you're fine. But with about a minute and a half left in the third, Gunnersville finally finally finds the end zone, and then the and then goes. Misses the extra point, so it's ten to six as we go into the fourth. Uh, John Carroll just a few plays later in the fourth, they hit a deep pass, and honestly, it was a miracle that that the thing was completed. I mean, that Gunnersville's in position to knock it down, still got through. So huge pass makes it seventeen to six. And you th- and you again, would think John Carroll strikes for for a lot of yeah for a lot of teams that would take the wind out of, yeah. out of your sails completely. Mm-hmm. You, you get that first touchdown, you miss the extra point, and then John Carroll comes right back and scores, and it's like, God, come on! And if like, you're John Carroll, you got to think, all right, this might be the cushion that we need. Right. All right. Nope. Gunnersville puts together another drive to answer, and E. Nelson Delva out of a freaking cannon, thirty-three yards, um, two point. Conversions no good, so we're sitting at seventeen to twelve about midway through the fourth. Now this is one of those moments with the John Carroll offense you're talking about. It got a little, it got a little odd to me too. Some of the play calling because run they, the ball. They found themselves in a third and seven. Gunnersville holds and they have to punt. So Gunnersville gets the ball back, and this is this is when it really really got. <laughs> this is when it got a really fun. It is fourth and seven. Gunnersville's got to go for it. Uh, Eli takes a, takes a shot at the end zone on fourth and seven, which I'm sure Kennedy was screaming about that. But it looks like that's it. Game's over. Holding on John Carroll in the secondary. Automatic first down. And it was absolutely – I was screaming. Yeah. At, <laughs> it was absolutely defensive holding. And then just yeah. a few plays later, Eli Morrison throws a dot to Trayvon Avery in the corner of the end zone. 20 yards out, two-point conversion is good. Carter Britt for the two – Two-point conversion, and there's your score, 20-17 to 17 Wildcats. That fourth down throw by Morrison to Avery will go down uh, in the history books. I mean, Well, it was know, the first down throw. Oh, but oh, yeah. oh yeah, first down, yeah, yeah. excuse me. Uh, wait, was it? It was first or second down. It, it was an automatic first down thought, off the hold. Well, no, I thought no, that, it was, no, it was, it was fourth, fourth down. down. They it ran, was. Gunnersville ran three straight times, and it was about a fourth and eight, I want to say. You're maybe right. Nine. And, then, uh, and then, yeah, Morrison steps, steps up in the pocket. Throws a dart, touchdown. And what I'm saying is, like, you remember certain plays. That play will be talked about for years to come. That's one thing. No matter how this season turns out, state championship or quarterfinals or whatever it is, that that's something that's special that mm-hmm. those two guys will have the rest of their lives. Because what a moment! Yeah, you're right. I was still thinking of the fourth and seven when Eli took a shot at the end zone, and I'm sitting there watching. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's going, he's going for the so, whole thing right here. So I know Kennedy was screaming because yeah. cause Eli had Eli <laughs> he had did. He, he had his safety route. Mm-hmm. They bid on the safety route, and the safety route went uh, oh. down the sideline. He was wide open, he but was. but Eli was focused in. Um, I couldn't really see who it was in the back of the end zone. They threw it to. It may have been Dadrian, but but anyways. Uh, but then Eli comes back. That's the thing about you know being being a quarterback, being an athlete, high school athlete. You know you may make a mistake. You may not see something one day or one moment. But if you get that next opportunity, you know. And then he did, and he fired a strike, and that was just. I mean, what a what a just amazing a fun game. play. 
just a fun game. And, and then and then yeah, you go to Carter Britt there. Yeah. Uh, two points. Oh, that was a That's great a no, no brainer, right? Go to the, go to your sure handed H back. Great play call. It was play action. They had both tight end H back both. He really had both of them if he wanted both of them. He got he got it to Carter though and. Two point good. And shout out to Amanda Chastain for getting. Oh that. man, what a great picture! It's a fantastic photo. Yeah, yeah. That, it's, Tra- it's Trayvon after he caught the pass, mm-hmm. standing there looking at the yeah. nun tent. <laughs> the it's nun not, tent. I mean, that, that's what it was. It's the a, mint. It was a tent a, with nuns underneath it. And so let me say this too, though, and let's not forget this: the defense. After we score, Wildcats go ahead by three, and the two point conversion was huge because if you don't get that, then John Carroll's thinking. We can get in field goal range, yeah. and our kicker can boom it from 50 yards. Oh, have. So, and win the game. At least then we made it. A field goal had to tie it. But the defense stepped up. I mean, suffocated them in that last minute and a half. Um, you know, got the intentional grounding uh, call, which was the right call. Their their coaches were just – their coaches, number one, were inflamed. They said that Eli – they were trying to make the case that Eli crossed the line when he threw that fourth down touchdown pass. Wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't even close. Like, two yards, three yards yeah. behind the line of scrimmage. And then, in later on, defensively, they were screaming um, uh, uh, at the intentional grounding. Mm-hmm. Per, it, was the excellent, it was an excellent call. There was no one – he basically, like, almost mm-hmm. spiked the ball down on the ground, yeah, and they were screaming, hey, you know, it's not intentional grounding, whatever, but um, it was, and that helped the Wildcats uh, secure. Unbelievable. I guess that, that was Trayvon, too, there on mm-hmm. the uh, – that. I guess you'd call it a sack or whatever. I don't know sure how it was. That had to be a fun ride back to Gunner. Oh, Hill. my God. Especially on a charter bus. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. On into the playoffs, Ramsey beats Leeds. So, Ramsey moves on. They'll play – they'll travel to Moody. And then, obviously, we know that uh, Gunnersville is going to host Pleasant Grove. Uh, on the south side, Gulf Shores just keeps on marching. They they beat Charles Henderson 41 to nothing in that game. So, they take on Headland. Gulf Shores will travel to Headland. And then Eufaula will travel to Demopolis. So, that's how we're looking right now with eight teams left. Gunnersville, one of the eight teams remaining. It's always good to be in this position at this time of year. If you're, oh, playing, if you're playing at Thanksgiving, you're doing uh, something right. Absolutely, and just just in case anyone wants to know, um, it looks like uh, if we win tonight, we'll be automatically going on the road uh, in the semifinal game. Okay, um, because we're the bottom of the bracket. Um, uh, see, Moody has um, uh, hosted twice. We've hosted twice. Ramsey's hosted twice. Mm-hmm. So um, that means that the top of the bracket which is Ramsey or Moody. So the winner of that is gotcha. going to be hosting. That is good um, to uh, clarify right there because the, some of these, some of this stuff can get confusing. Well, and, and if Pleasant Grove wins, they'll be at um, home, actually, because oh, okay. uh, they've only traveled um, – or they traveled twice and been at home only one time. So, uh, so yeah, no, when you get down here, I mean, what, this is the fourth or fifth – quarterfinal game in Gunnersville football history with all all the great teams and this is the first one at home ever yeah okay so the the, Pleasant Grove one that we 2020 was a second round game okay this is the first ever quarterfinal game at home there's three schools that are currently in the playoffs hosting a quarterfinal game that it's their first one ever at Mm -hmm. home and Gunnersville's one of those one of those three yeah remember in 2006 we hosted and then traveled (laughs) traveled every round (laughs) 
Which ha- I mean, how I, does that I even don't happen? Know. I this, don't know. Well, the Alexandria one, I think, weren't they in our area? They were. They and, were region champs. They, they were region champs, and we had to travel there. That I was think the only loss that year. Was the regular season to Alexandria? Yep. It's a really, really exciting. Um, really, really going to be a fun night at, at Gunnersville, no doubt. Quarterfinal at Torvalde Stadium. It doesn't get any better than that. Pleasant Grove comes to town. When we come back uh, from break, we're going to talk a little bit about college football. It is Iron Bowl week, baby. And then we're going to get into some more Pleasant Grove, and we'll break down this Spartans team. As we all know, super, super talented every single year. But we're looking forward to it. It's the 3 and Out pregame show. We'll be right back. Come make memories to last a lifetime this holiday season at Sand Mountain Skate, located in the amazing Sand Mountain Amphitheater in Albertville. This winter wonderland is perfect for the entire family. Public skate sessions, birthday parties, corporate and private parties, church group functions, school field trips, igloo date night rentals, nightly holiday light shows, Santa Claus, movie screenings, and much more. Visit SandMountainSkate.com for more information. Vote for my dad. My name is Matt Elliott. As a father, I understand the importance of keeping Marshall County safe for its law-abiding citizens. As Marshall County's next circuit judge, I will stay true to the age-old principles that have made Alabama a place people want to live, invest, and raise their families. I'm committed to upholding the Constitution, the rule of law, order, and protecting our homes with strong property rights. Please vote for me, Matt Elliott, for circuit judge in the Republican primary on March 5th. And go Paid political by Matt Elliott for Circuit Judge Gunnersville. People's Bank of Alabama is a local bank you can trust to be there when you need it. We are your neighbors, friends, and family. Whether you're a team player, a coach, a member of the band, a cheerleader on the sidelines, or a fan in the stadium, the People's Bank of Alabama team is proud to be a supporter. We have been a part of this community for over 40 years. This is where we live, work, and play, just like you. From People's Bank of Alabama, here's to a winning season. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Hey folks, Jerry O'Neill, broker and owner, Southern Elite Realty. It's football season and it's game time. I hope you'll slow down, enjoy the game, and make memories. My team and I are so proud to be a part of the WTWX and the Gunnerful Wildcat family. I personally have great memories of sitting on the front porch with Dad and listening to the Wildcats play to victory. As the market continues to thrive, my agents and I will use our many years of experience to serve all your real estate needs. We strive to treat every property as it's our family's. Be sure to check us out at MySouthernElite.com or feel free to give us a call at 256-202-1648. Call today and let's call it soap. Whitaker Towing Service has proudly served Gunnersville and the surrounding areas towing, wrecker, hauling, and crane needs for over 60 years. As former Wildcats themselves, the team at Whitaker Towing understands the importance of not only getting the job done right, but exceeding expectations with a commitment to excellence. Reach Whitaker Towing at 582-3811. And if you have a special service request, don't hesitate to call for a free quote. Go get them Wildcats from everyone at Whitaker Towing Services. WTWX Guntersville. Cramama Seafood of Gunnersville is so proud of the Crimson Guard band, cheerleaders, and football players participating tonight. Cramama's has been locally owned for decades and was voted best seafood restaurant in the Tennessee Valley. Stop in this fall and enjoy some live music, football on the big screen, and of course, fresh and tasty seafood. Cramama's, an ultimate staple of Gunnersville, right across from the high school. Welcome back to the Three and Out Free Game Show, presented by Sand Mountain Park and Amphitheater. 
Welcome back in to the Three and Out pregame show. Uh, it is quarterfinal night in Gunnersville. Gunnersville is going to host Pleasant Grove at home. And then uh, throughout the rest of the playoffs, you got Moody hosting Ramsey. That's the other side of the north bracket. Down south, you got Headland hosting Gulf Shores. And then Demopolis will welcome you follow. So those are the last eight teams left in 5A. And if you're playing at Thanksgiving, you're doing something right. So it's good to see good to see this Wildcat team still still playing right around Thanksgiving and right around the Iron Bowl. We got the Iron Bowl tomorrow, boys, and let's go ahead and address the uh, let's go ahead and address the issue at hand. Auburn did lose to New Mexico State. That happened, and I absolutely hate that that happened. Yeah, me because too. Because it's going to be a completely different team. Oh, somebody I can't tell me. I'd r- I would. I got I would rolling have, in during. Making I would fun have rather of them win that game by fifty. Making fun of Auburn, and I just replied to all of them that they'll put it all together next week. Though it'll be a completely different looking team. Um, to me, with this loss, um, it shows exactly what Hugh Freeze has got to get done. You know, it's easy to get up at Arkansas. It's easy to get up when you're playing Mississippi State, when you're playing Vandy on the road. It's easy for that. Do we have the culture that can that can still do what they're supposed to do against an inferior opponent? And right now they don't. Is it easy to get up for Vandy on the road? I don't know. I mean, you're in Nashville. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> you're in Nashville. It's SEC. It's I guess fun. it's a home crowd for you. I mean, it's, yeah, like, it's, it's, a just, it's just a home game. At a I'm just stadium. saying, in, in my opinion, with this, that Auburn loss, it, to me it shows you that, that Hugh Freeze is – like 07 Alabama, there's a culture problem that he's got to fix. One of the things that I that I heard this uh, week after that loss for Auburn that kind of, I don't know, I completely agree with is, you know, Hugh Freeze has been hitting the recruiting trail and hitting it hard, and he's been getting a lot of great players to commit. Um, they are going to be a formidable opponent in the SEC for the next however many years he's there. Um, but it is very hard to go out publicly and say, "Hey, we need we need you at Auburn because yeah. we don't have talent here, and we need talent, and I got to get I got to get things right." He's been saying, you know, guys, Dion can get away with it. Yes, we're not that great, right, right now. <laughs> well, so if I'm sitting in the Auburn receiver room or offensive line room or defensive line room, I'm thinking, well, I'm on my way out, right. And so I don't have a spot next year. I'm worried about New Mexico State. I'll go make my film against Alabama. That's true. And it it just man. And then when New Mexico State when when they got up, you know, you kept thinking it's a pretty good football team. Oh yeah, they're, yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, Jerry Kill is an awesome coach. Yeah. Awesome story. If you've never read about Jerry Kill, mm-hmm. uh, got very very sick. Uh, had a lot of health issues. Who's at Minnesota? Basically retired from football, and then he just couldn't get it out of his blood he yeah. just basically literally came back uh um uh, almost from the dead to coach new mexico state mm-hmm. and has resurrected one of the uh no pun intended one of the uh worst college football teams programs of all time or no worse made them nope. an, a nine and three bowl team but you just kept thinking auburn was going to come back they were going to do something they were going to make something happen and i don't know man Pey- peyton thorne had some good plays mm-hmm. but then penalties and then just I mean, gosh, defensively, they just could not stop. I was I was surprised at just how many called, and maybe they're not called. You know, I, I don't – admittedly, I've not watched every second of Auburn football this year. It could just be Peyton Thorne doing this. But how many quarterback runs, how many shots Peyton Thorne took in that game, I just kept thinking, I mean, 
I know you want to win this game because it's New Mexico State, but you got Alabama next week. Yeah. Auburn definitely doesn't need Peyton Thorne on the sideline. I mean, Robbie Ashford against Alabama defense, probably not going to go that well. Peyton Thorne, the Peyton Thorne we saw at Arkansas is probably what we're going to get tomorrow, honestly. But uh, prime, uh, prime Joe Montana. Yeah. Uh, Iron Bowl kicks off tomorrow at 2.30, so the pregame starts right here at 11.30? 11. 11. 11.30. Uh, Alabama gotcha. is a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not t- I'm not picking uh, it. Uh, you're not picking it up. Oh, have you got it on there? Yeah. Oh, that's it. one of th- – It's one of our games. Yeah, of one course of the, it's one of, the, one of our it's games. It's one of the games that he decided to – I'm picking Bama. I'm picking Bama to cover. Y'all can be all – y'all have got the Shula-itis over there. Y'all are, oh, I don't know about that. No, I think – No, Todd are going to roll. I think Bama covers, but I think they cover late. I think it's, I think it's a game midway through the third – 31-14, really Alabama. I'm not going to call a score, but I will say they cover. Okay, um, Joe. Well, okay. You sounded all doom and gloom I'll over s- there. I don't but, like this game. Okay. Especially Jordan-Hare. No one, Alabama no fan. Alabama fan likes a away Auburn game. I so just despise this game. I'd watch it in a dark room with nobody. I would rather go to the dentist and, yeah. uh, and have like no three doubt. or four procedures done mm. than Alabama play at Auburn. No doubt. In a year where we can, we actually Alabama can actually do something. Yeah, John Davis, Alabama cover or no, <laughs> or Auburn win. I suppose. Long deep breath. <laughs> if you pick Auburn to win and they win, I'll give you two points. <laughs> Auburn's not winning this game. Okay, it'll be like 2015 when when Derek Henry got that touchdown late. We ended up covering. Mm-hmm. I okay. think it'll be something like that. Yeah, so I agree. I think we'll end up covering. I think it's going to scare the crap out of us for three and a half quarters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, there you have it. Iron Bowl. Um, Ohio State at Michigan. Uh, I think nationwide this is the game of the week. Michigan. I'll go first. Okay, go ahead, John. The team that has had the most rushing yards has always won this game. Mm-hmm. Michigan's about to beat the breaks off of Ohio State. I feel the same way. I, I mean, feel it's going that way. They're favored by three. I think they win by yeah, 14 to 21. I like Michigan. A lot of emotion in this. Um, and the fact that Jim Harbaugh referenced Ted Lasso yesterday in his press conference. I like Michigan to cover. This is one of those games sometimes, <laughs> though, I feel like Ohio State in the past when they were favored um, – that Michigan would kind of come out and kind of like at least cover or make things interesting. Mm-hmm. And then you had recently Michigan just blew Ohio State off the field. I think Ron Day's had this circled uh, all year. I'd prefer it to be three and a half, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. I'm going to pick them to, uh, to shock mean, the world. Everybody's going to be pulling for Ohio State. Yeah. But that stadium, it's at Michigan. It's an 11 o'clock for Which whatever reason kickoff. Should be 7 o'clock, you know. But Should be ABC primetime. There you go with Fox making things just wacky. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna be different. I'm going to pick Ohio State uh, and, uh, to pull the upset with, with the entire shocked. country behind them. Um, with less relevant games to the national picture, but this one very relevant. Florida State at Florida. Florida State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Both teams will be playing their backup quarterbacks Yeah, in the swamp, 6 p.m., night game, ESPN. Florida is playing for a bowl game. If Graham Mertz wasn't hurt, I would say Florida outright. But with with Mertz being out, man, I don't know. I still think Florida – I think Florida can still win this game. 
especially without George Travis I mean, on the field. I mean, yeah, like, they did have Mertz, uh, you know, in, at Missouri. They nearly beat Missouri. Should have beaten Missouri. Yeah, with the backup. Um, I'm going Gators to at least cover six and a half. It's Florida State's getting six or giving up six know, and a half. Look, I know what he's going to do, and I'm just shaking my head at it. Yeah, I'll take Florida to cover. I think Florida still. I think I think Florida has a chance late to win it outright. Um, I think Jordan Travis is that big of a. Uh, oh Lord. I. No oh Lord. I can't. Man, I was thinking I about can't. our boy Greg. Saturday night, I was. Yeah, that that injury was awful. That was a bad, that was a Joe Theismann. Yeah, that was our own pro throw pro throw moment. Ugh. Yeah, that was that was nasty. And to see see a kid like that get hurt like that, that sucks. I mean, there's just no other way to say it, yeah. especially against UNA. So moving on, I'm going, so he'll stop I'm playing going, that song. I'm going with it. <laughs> I'm going with the Knowles. <laughs> Clipson at South Carolina. Clipson's a seven point favorite. Um, I, you know. South Carolina has been just such an odd team the last two years. I know, just such an I odd team. About that Saturday, I thought. I mean, last year they were they squeaked by Kentucky uh-huh. last week. They got blown out by Alabama. They got blown out by Georgia. They blew out Florida. They've been just all over the place yeah. this year. Um, Dabo's gotten his boys fired up since his little you know yeah, stock up from who what was the guy's name from Spartanburg or whatever that yeah Tyler. Him. Tyler from Spartanburg, was that it? Listen here, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, Debo's had them fired up, but seven points just seems way too much in a rivalry game. Williams Bryce will be rocking. It doesn't oh, yeah. matter if they're one and ten or ten and one. There you go. That's Virginia Tech. <laughs> oh yeah, it is Virginia Tech. It fits. No, this what is it, twenty thousand leagues is what they play. Yeah, the twenty thousand leagues. Hold on. Let let me pull that up. So who do you got? Clemson or South Carolina? I'll go um. Oh, man. I'll go South Carolina. Big game for Spencer Rattler. And the conversation. Apparently he may can come back next year because of COVID years and such. And the conversation really ramps up about Beamer being being on short list for a lot of of, uh, jobs. Oh, you think he's going to skedaddle? I think he's waiting on a Big Ten job. I think he wants one of those Big Ten jobs. But anyway, yeah, South he Carolina should have went left after last year. I'll, I'll take South Carolina. They're not going to get another quarterback like Rattler. Not Probably for not. not not unless they're lucky in the portal. Um, not. So he better jump all he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'll be Carolina. Carolina. Okay, nobody going with the fighting Dabos. That's no. all right. Uh, last game, late night game. Uh, so, well, late night for me because I'm a father of two. Um, Times at kickoff. 7.30 yeah, p.m. Yeah, late. That's late. Uh, Fox. <laughs> Oregon State at Oregon. Oregon. Oh. The Ducks are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I, that's a high number. Or I like Oregon to win the game. I like Oregon to make the playoff. They were one of my playoff picks. I think Oregon State, though, can keep it closer than 13-and-a-half. I never thought I'd be so invested in an Oregon State-Washington game oh, as I man. was like last week. I was mad. I was, too. I was genuinely uh, mad. Genuinely I was, mad. I was at a birthday party. <laughs> I was at a birthday party, no joke. People were uh, crowded around the TV watching the game, and there was a person from Washington. When they scored, she went, yes, and I went, no. And then she looked at me, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize there was a How Washington weird. fan here. My bad. Totally crazy. But bad. I should have been looking around for um, a Washington fan. Uh, in so, Alabama. Yeah. In Alabama. But, uh, but no, I'm going Beavs. Beavers. There we go. Beavers. That, Oregon. Oh. Just Oregon. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll cover. Oregon. They'll, they'll, they'll cover. They'll win by 24. Mm-mm. 
at Beavs. Dude, the Beavs have nothing to play for now. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. They can beat Oregon. They're not going to. Let me not. just tell you. They I'm care taking, about Alabama's I'm playoff taking, chances. I'm taking Bo Nix, man. Oregon State cares about Alabama's playoff chances. Believe me. Can I can I throw like a – That's what we thought Iowa State was going to care too. They uh, didn't. It's almost like kind of a third and short type, type take here, but I hate the way that Yankees or Northern people mm-hmm. pronounce Oregon. They it's call not it Oregon. 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 I mean, it, it, it's like nails on a chalkboard to it's, me. It's Oregon. The it's Oregon State beef. It's Oregon. The people in Oregon call it Oregon. It you is don't, Oregon. It's why don't we just call Oregon. them ducks and beeves? Ain't no duck going to Corvallis and getting a win this Saturday, boys. It's H-N, Oregon. Reeser Stadium, them chainsaws are going to be rocking again. It's at Oregon. It's What? Yes. That's why I'm saying it's Oregon U- is going Oxen to. Field. It's at Austin so Field. It's not at beef. So it's not in Corvallis. When I saw the promo on Fox, it said, never mind. Well, because it's, fi- it's, it's Fox. Rolling, rolling nothing, over in his grave. There's nothing to defend. I'm still going Beavs. The Fighting Field Knights are going to. Beavs. Austin Stadium, come on now. It's not that. It's not that intimidating. Oregon State's going to be up. Oregon State will cover. Um, that's all. That's all for the picks. That's all our picks. That's all we got this we're week. Not for doing college football. It, we're not doing an upset pick. Mm. I don't think we got any upset picks this year. This week, it's if I if I were rivalry going, week, baby. If I were going to pick an upset, I'd say Florida. Give me the Gators. I do. I like Texas Tech over Texas. You thought you like them to win the game outright? Yes, outright. Texas Tech at the beginning of the year was one of my teams where I thought they're going to have a really bang, good year. Bang, bang. Guns up. Had they not lost that game to Wyoming, right now they'd be sitting at, what, 9-2? and two? Because I think yeah. I think their trajectory after that Wyoming game just well, a lot of a lot of experts had Texas Tech yeah. as like a surprise Big 12, yeah. you know. Um, so, I think. I think they go into Winter. they go to Austin. They get to win. Who's who? So who is, he, is watch watch out for A and M against LSU. It's a trap game for the oh, yeah. Tigers. Yep, that's true. I'm telling you. Yep, old Jimbo. That A and M defense is good. Old Jimbo's gone. Is Bobby Petrino coaching the team? I have What's no it? idea. Probably. I mean, the interim coach isn't him, but uh, apparently they're trying to still like save him. They want to keep him on, like no yeah. matter who they hire. And I, I just, I don't know. That's, Not sure. If I'm getting hired and going there with all the pressure, I mm-hmm. want my own guy. Gotcha. But those are LSU, our picks for the LSU's week. LSU's favored by eleven and a half. Those are our college football picks for the week. Tomorrow is the Iron Bowl. It's always a exciting slash not exciting time for uh, for Auburn and Alabama fans. So uh, <laughs> sit in, get settled in. Two thirty kickoff tomorrow. Uh, radio broadcast starts right here on WTWX at eleven thirty. So tune in. This is the 3 and Out pregame show. We'll be right back. Come make memories to last a lifetime this holiday season at Sand Mountain Skate, located in the amazing Sand Mountain Amphitheater in Albertville. This winter wonderland is perfect for the entire family. Public skate sessions, birthday parties, corporate and private parties, church group functions, school field trips, igloo date night rentals, nightly holiday light shows, Santa Claus, movie screenings, and much more. Visit sandmountainskate.com for more information. Hi, this is Paul Harris with State Farm in Gunnersville, your local State Farm agent. I am a proud Gunnersville alumni and Wildcat athletic supporter. Please give us a call at 256-582-3250 or come by and see us at 1246 Gunner Avenue across from the gas board for all your insurance needs. We are here to help life go right. Best of luck and go Wildcats. 
Local Alpha Insurance agents Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry want to wish the Wildcats much continued success and they're pulling for you. Stop by the Alpha office on Blunt Avenue in Gunnersville, and you'll see why so many customers have not only saved hundreds of dollars a month on their insurance, but also increased their coverage. Keep up the good work, Wildcats, from your trusted hometown Alpha agents, Chuck Williamson and Justin Perry, proud sponsors of Gunnersville Athletics. $150,000 buy go, $150,000. Hey folks, Steve Carver here with Carver Carver Real Estate Solutions, Remax Gunnersville Auction Group. My son, Cole Carver, and I offer all the solutions to your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy, sell, or find out more about our auction business? Now is the time to reach out to us. We offer 30 years combined experience in the industry to help both you and your family make sure that you receive top dollar for your investment. Call us at 256-571-6775. Going once, going twice, sold your way, Cole, number 114. Bob Moore and the team at Gunnersville Chick-fil-A want to wish the Crimson Guard Band, cheerleaders, and football players a great 2023 season. And this fall, Chick-fil-A delivery options are just a tap away. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and a team member will bring your favorites right to your door. It's our pleasure to serve the great Gunnersville community and go Wildcats from everyone at Gunnersville Chick-fil-A. We'd like to thank Harrelson Drugs for their continued support of the Gunnersville Wildcat broadcasts. Steve and Marilyn are honored to have served our community for over 30 years. And not only are they a trusted healthcare resource, they also have the best gift shop specialty items around. Go Wildcats! From Harrelson Drugs on the corner of Gunter Avenue and Patterson Street, a locally owned, independent family pharmacy and gift shop. Welcome back to the Three and Out pregame show, presented by Sand Mountain Park and Amphitheater. And welcome back into the Three and Out pregame show. Uh, we are getting ready for a huge game tonight. Gunnersville hosting Pleasant Grove. Um, let's take a real quick look at the rest of the bracket here. Uh, Ramsey's going on the road to Moody. Gulf Shores is traveling to Headland. And um, you follow will go to Demopolis. So those are the last eight teams left in the Class Five A playoffs. Joe, are you the? I can I can point all of these schools on the map mm -hmm. except for Headland. Do you know where that is? I have no idea. No idea. It's somewhere in L.A. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, it's it's probably deep S down somewhere there. somewhere in that like Mobile, you know. Yeah, like Bowl Evil Country, Bubba Gump area yeah <laughs> yeah for sure it's it's down there for sure so gulf shores man I've, admittedly i hadn't seen gulf shores play a second of football but they have just derailed been in the everybody papers. They've, they've been played. in the papers quite a bit here recently yeah. but the, i mean 48 7 in the in the first round they beat beauregard then they go to the second round they beat charles henderson which is always a, a decent football team 41 to nothing blanked you blank somebody in the second round of the playoffs, and you're pretty good. Charles Henderson has a uh, five-star defensive lineman as good well. Lord, that just committed to Alabama. He's a junior. So I don't know anything about Headland, but uh, Headland did knock off UMS right last week. Um, so I don't know anything about Headland, but if I'm going by just the history of this, the short history of this playoff, I'm listen. I'm not going to look them up, but if they if they beat Gulf Shores, I'm looking them up. Yep. There you go. Look at, they will, they will literally put themselves on the map. Got to find out where Headland is. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about this Pleasant Grove team. I mean, it's 
it's just rinse and repeat of every year we talk about Pleasant Grove. Talented, fast, well-coached. I mean, am I missing anything? Well, I said this earlier, but if you've seen the movie Space Jam, the Monstars. Yeah, yeah we're, sure. we're playing the Monstars. Playing yeah. the Monstars. <laughs> but who won that game? That's exactly. what I'd say. And then, and then Bill Murray did. And then <laughs> if, we, if, we were to, if we were to win tonight, next week, yeah, we play the updated Monstars on the road because <laughs> Ramsey Chucky, Ramsey ain't losing that game. The Chucky Dolls. No, Ramsey's Ramsey's blowing Moody out of the water. Yeah, line. Ramsey will beat Moody. But this is a uh, clearly the the biggest test that this Gunnersville team is going to have all year long. I mean, you get to the third round of the playoffs. Um, it it should be a team that you look well, and go, Dad gum, they're good. There's not going to be any tricks. There's not going to be any. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously we're at home, so there's not going to be any like you know uh, watering the field or anything like that. You have to mm-hmm. worry about, but. Um, they're going to play straight up. Yep. They're going to say we got we. They think well, they got better athletes or whatever, and they're just going to play straight up. And we just got to go out there and play and do our thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think if we go back and look at the last time these two teams met. This is twenty twenty season, the second round of the playoffs. I still remember that that touchdown that wasn't that um, was. Yeah, the touchdown that wasn't that was. Um, oh yeah, well, uh, what the worst? I think the worst call that I've ever seen in Gunnersville football. Is history. that when we need? Is that when we need replay in yes. high school football? <laughs> I thought we were getting it. I thought they were going to like do something with that, but then it never happened. I was so proud of that because I was I was still at the advertiser gleam at the time, and I was so proud of that Gunnersville team the way they played that night because I got on the field getting ready to cover the game, and Pleasant Grove comes out, dude. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it looks like a college. Team. I was, I was shocked. Yeah, like I, I had watched film on them. I was, you know, yes, they're very good, they're very talented. But when you get on the field with them, oh my god, yeah. it, it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's, but the way that 2020 team played and competed, um, they really gave themselves a chance to win and a chance to to be in it in the third quarter. And I think that's exactly what this Gunnersville team's got to do tonight: take care of the ball, cannot have stupid penalties. Yeah, cannot have mess ups in the in the in the uh, uh, special teams. It's one of those things where if there is a night to play perfect, it's got to be tonight. Listen, it the games aren't played on paper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the score is or what the scores have been this season. Who's ranked what? Whatever. You just got to line up and do your job. Twelve minutes and every quarter. Why not us? Like we yeah. we have good athletes too. We have good players too. We we play very well we are a tough team and we're at home you know what i'd say is boys we're locking the gates they're in there with us and we're going to give them the best fight we possibly can and if you do that you can you can win this ball game it's Mm -hmm. not it's not like an unwinnable game Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um uh we just got to go in there and we just got to play hard and do our job and like you said don't make silly mistakes stupid errors keep our heads on, uh, you know, on our shoulders, and we can I'm, do it. I am excited to see this Gunnersville team and this Gunnersville roster go up against somebody like this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see these these high-quality athletes that Gunnersville also has go up against what is probably the best that 5A has to offer. Oh, yeah. Besides the other team in the north yeah. that's playing tonight. So, you know, part of you as a coach and as a team – you know, obviously you've got great respect for this Pleasant Grove team and, and the coaching staff and everything that they've done the last 10 years, basically. 
But at the same time, you got to be excited a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to go out here and we get to go see how we look against what is the standard right now. Right. So, um, yeah, and you get to do it at home. Right. I mean, how nice is that? So, John Davis, I know it's going to be. I know we've been out all week for for Thanksgiving break, but I imagine Friday night's probably going to be nuts, or tonight's going to be nuts. On campus. I, I mean, I hope it is. Oh yeah. You know the the parents and. G Squad have planned a community tailgate. Yes, um, it's actually going on right now. Yeah, so. get over there. Um, if, get over a, there. They got a bunch of food. There's a five hundred dollar gift card giveaway for students who enter to win it. Um, it's a blackout, so if you're on your way to the game, you're not wearing black. Stop, turn around, go home, put on black, and come back. There you go. Um, I don't know. I think if we, we have to play it, like the fourth quarter last week, the entire game. Oh yeah. It's got to be like I said. If you if you can play near perfect, it's got to be that for sure. Because Pleasant Grove is one of those teams where they make mistakes, they make up for it with speed, athleticism, and just God given talent. Right. Um, we're you know we were talking about uh, they they have a quarterback that's thrown for three thousand mm-hmm. yards. Yeah. Uh, Eric Hanley, number five. Um, they have a uh, Clarence Taylor, number one. Uh, he plays defense as well. Uh, has fifteen hundred yards uh, receiving. Good Lord. And then um, their running back has over 1,000 yards, and I, I, I just can't find him right it's now. It's going to be fun to watch. Yes. Fun to watch. Excited about the matchup tonight. Uh, tomorrow, Iron Bowl Saturday, baby. Right here on 95.9. Game kicks off at 2.30. Pre-game starts at 11.30. And guess what, guys? I have got some Iron Bowl third and shorts. Let's do it. All right. This is a surprise. Iron Bowl third and short. For those listening, we did not expect yeah, this. Yeah, we did not expect this. Yeah, better duo. Ronnie Brown and Cadillac Williams or Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson? Oh. <laughs> well, I'm well. Mm. Uh, I'm going to let the Heisman Trophy decide my decision. That could be a tipping point. but So, I'm going. Well, I'm going. And then also, and also Mark Ingram uh, had the best NFL career Correct. of all four of the running backs. I'm going with the two that actually um, did something outside of the SEC. WTF. What the hell? I'm going with. God, but man. That Ronnie Brown two. Cadillac duo. Being an Alabama sick. fan over the age of 35. Yeah. Those two guys were yeah, I mean, nightmarish. Nightmares. <laughs> I mean, they, they were they were like, you know, hey, Auburn could say, hey, we're going to run the ball. You say, okay, and you just couldn't stop it. Yeah, that was uh, – Those guys were very good. Yeah. But, yeah, I give I give the tipping point to the Bama guys because Ingram, Heisman Trophy, Trent Richardson went to the NFL, didn't do anything, but Mark Ingram went and had a long career in the NFL and a lot of success with the Saints. Ronnie, Ronnie and Cadillac played for a while, didn't they? They played for a little while, yeah, mm-hmm. but – Ronnie's uh, on the – and Ronnie does the uh, field – analysis now for Auburn on the on the Auburn network right here on 95.9 so yeah shout out to him yeah be be listening for Ronnie tomorrow all right better come back Alabama at Auburn 2009 Auburn at Alabama 2010 2010 yeah it what 2009 I mean 2009 saved a national title that's well saved 2010 saved a national title no you 14 to nothing Compared Alabama to the, was up huge. Twenty four, yeah. I was at the game. I know, I was too. Twenty four to nothing. That that '09 game was kind of like nip and tuck. It wasn't really. I mean, Alabama was blowing Auburn out of the game in the first half. And we, you know, Auburn. And tw- you know, and they scored. Yeah. They scored. They did the onside kick. They had a short field and scored. We just beat the brakes off of them the first half. Yeah. I mean, in I every know. facet. And, yeah. They didn't get anything going. 
and then Letson Karchin and and it, it was fumble, the fumble up the sideline. Fumble up the sideline that magically somehow yeah stayed in bounds. Stayed in bounds. No, you got to go twenty ten. Yeah, twenty ten Auburn. If it didn't rain that day, I bet that ball goes out of bounds. And oh. then, and then, and then, how how different would Auburn football history be? Uh, Man, I well, could, wins that game. yeah, because we're still in the BCS era at the time. I can't remember who the number three team that was that year. I, it wouldn't have been Alabama, but no, uh, we'd already had two yeah, Auburn would have Auburn would have been knocked out. Been Oregon point. and somebody else. I can't remember. Uh, next one, um, little trivia. There have been four cities that have hosted the Iron Bowl: Auburn. Tuscaloosa, Birmingham, Montgomery, Montgomery. Never mind. Not that hard of a question. <laughs> what kind of a? Not that. I hard was of a more. I was more flabbergasted that you didn't think we knew that. How many? <laughs> how many wins does Nick Saban have over an Auburn team that has nine or more wins? Zero. Zero. That's hard to believe. Good thing they don't have nine wins. <laughs> four. Yeah, we're not there this year. Four wow. and four at Auburn. Well, what? Uh, what's is. his record against uh, Auburn teams with less than nine wins? Oh yeah, he's eleven and five against Auburn. I'm, so, I'm pretty sure he's undefeated against against Auburn teams yeah, that have so eight or less. Wins. You got the one the one loss in Tuscaloosa in 2010, then thirteen. They were they were they were they a were good ranked. team then. Seventeen ranked. Don't forget oh seven, and oh yeah, seven. That might yeah. be the only time. Auburn, Auburn was ranked in 07, I think. 2007 is the only year since Saban's been at Alabama that Auburn's been favored in mm-hmm. the Iron Bowl. Yeah, and I think that I think that Auburn team was ranked that year. And, I don't, and, and if we wouldn't have gone – Tuberville's next to last year. Yeah. 07. And if we yeah. wouldn't have gone in that mm-hmm. six-game losing streak, I feel like, I don't think they'd have been favored in that one either. Possibly. But, yeah, a little Iron Bowl third and short for you. If we go in there at, in, at you know, 10 and 1 – Nine and two. Yep, they're not favored. Iron Bowl third. Oh, no. Let's move. You. Let's move the Iron Bowl back to Montgomery. We should <laughs> Camellia Bowl. Let's move it back or, or rotate it between Birmingham and Montgomery. I like it. I like Montgomery's too idea. close to Auburn. We might as well just play it at Auburn. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to visit with uh, Gunnersville head coach Lance Reese and get ready for what is going to be a huge quarterfinal game tonight between Gunnersville and Pleasant Grove. Uh, Iron Bowl tomorrow at 2.30 right here on WTWX. Uh, pre-game starts at 11.30, so please tune in. This is the 3 and Out pre-game show. We'll be right back. Come make memories to last a lifetime this holiday season at Sand Mountain Skate, located in the amazing Sand Mountain Amphitheater in Albertville. This winter wonderland is perfect for the entire family. Public skate sessions, birthday parties, corporate and private parties, church group functions, school field trips, igloo date night rentals, nightly holiday light shows, Santa Claus, movie screenings, and much more. Visit SandMountainSkate.com for more information. Hey, this is Cameron with the Laundry Basket Plus. With the new 2023 season, we want to cheer on the Gunnersville Wildcats to another successful year. Make sure to visit one of our seven Marshall County locations and try our $1.50 wash and fold service. Also, coming in September, be sure to visit our new location, the Laundry Basket Plus car wash beside Gunnersville High School. Best of luck tonight and go Wildcats! Sports are very important here in Marshall County and provide our youth with a productive and positive outlet. Hi, this is Marshall County Sheriff Phil Sims. I'd like to thank all the teachers, coaches, and parents who help support our great schools and beautiful community, and let's make 2023 our best and safest year yet. The Marshall County Sheriff's Office is here to help you when you need us. 
Best of luck to all the student athletes competing on the field tonight. In the state of Alabama, the most anticipated time of year is college football season. It's Bama-Auburn. Auburn-Bama. It's on everyone's mind. At Bubba's 2, we're stocked with awesome men's collegiate game day gear and apparel. And it's 20% off. So roll tide, war eagle, and go Wildcats from Bubba's 2. Lake Gunnersville's fine apparel and formal wear store for men and youth. Bubba's 2, definitely not just another men's store. Hey folks, Mark Briggy, Sand Mountain Toyota. We're proud sponsors of Gunnersville Wildcat football and cheerleaders. Sand Mountain Toyota is proud to support the broadcast of Friday Night Football. Sand Mountain Toyota is a family-owned business that cares about our customers and strives to provide the best automotive experience possible. From our showroom to our service center. Interested in upgrading to a stylish and reliable Toyota? Visit Sand Mountain Toyota today and see for yourself why we're more than just a dealership. Lake Gunnersville Insurance Agency is a locally owned, independent agency that works closely with their clients. And this fall, they would love the opportunity to sit down and find the perfect policy for you, your family, or business. Visit them on the corner of Loveless Street, just down from the Rock House, or call 582-4039. Best of luck tonight, Wildcats. And we're cheering for you, from Carson Ray and everyone at Lake Gunnersville Insurance Agency. And now, this week's interview with Guntersville head coach Lance Reese, brought to you by Foodland Plus in Guntersville. To the coaching staff and the football team and the cheerleaders and the band and everyone associated with the Guntersville High School football team, thank you for a delightful season this season. And regardless of high goals in the postseason action, we wish nothing but the best for you and yours. From your friends at Foodland, we're right across from the high school in the Southgate Shopping Center, and our Thanksgiving sale is on. Good luck, cats, from Foodland. Welcome into the Coach Lance Reese Show, the Black Friday edition and the third round edition. Coach, appreciate you joining us. As always, we want to start off, got to talk about this amazing comeback last Friday. Um, just one of the best ones we've seen in a while. Gunnersville's down 17-6 with about 10 minutes to go in the game. Uh, honestly, hadn't really done a whole lot on offense to that point. And then about seven minutes to go in the game, E. Nelson breaks a 33-yarder for a touchdown, cuts it down to 17-12. And then with a minute and a half to go in the game, Eli Morrison to Trayvon Avery, 21-yard throw-in catch for a touchdown. And, uh, and you get the two-point conversion to go up 20-17. to just an amazing comeback there at the very end. Uh, it seemed like John Carroll was just keeping the ball away from us the entire night, running the ball, running the clock. But the uh, the Wildcats had no quit in them. Yeah, it was a big win for us. Anytime you go to Birmingham in the playoffs, it's going to be tough. And uh, John Carroll played a, a really good game. They were uh, very physical, like you said, definitely run first. And we were really struggling uh, to get our passing game going uh, in the first half. So, Halftime, we kind of challenged the guys and talked about that we had to pick up our uh, intensity uh, on both sides of the ball. I had to play more physical because uh, that's, that's something John Carroll was doing to us. So really proud of the way the guys reacted when we had our backs against the wall there in the fourth quarter. You know, we got the stop, and then we defense stepped up and let them go three and out, which probably one of our first three and outs we forced the whole game. 
And then, uh, like you said, we had the big score at the end. And then, you know, I, I was I was kind of worried about them because they had got such a great field goal kicker getting down there yeah. and, and forcing the overtime. But the defense stepped up again at the end. So, uh, one of those that I'll definitely remember. I've, I've coached a bunch of them, but that's going to be a special one for us. Uh, just kind of a – Unique atmosphere there at John Carroll as well. So, uh, so anyway, great win for our team. Uh, first time we've ever hosted a third-round playoff game, so really excited about this week. But, yeah, Coach, it was great to – I mean, that was just one for the ages, really, and uh, it was just a blast, really, to watch. At least that fourth quarter was. We were a little bit frustrated throughout the first three, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we came through when we needed to, and like I said, they never did quit. Moving on to this Pleasant Grove matchup tonight, the Spartans out of Birmingham. They're in that Region 5, 10-1 overall with the loss to Ramsey. Coach, this is, uh, you know, we, we played them in 2020, and I think they've made an appearance in the championship game ever since or pretty close to it. So uh, I know those guys have some playmakers. They've got a 3,000-yard passing quarterback, um, a 15 Hundred yard receiver, uh, just playmakers all over the field. We we know what Pleasant Grove is all about, Coach. What are y'all seeing on film, and and what's it going to take for the Wildcats tonight? Yeah, we're seeing just typical Pleasant Grove team. Uh, when you see them, to me, the speed's what jumps out uh, the most. Coach LeBeau is a really good coach. Uh, he has them ready to go. They're very aggressive on defense. Uh, their athleticism lets them walk up on you and play man coverage, so it takes away any of your easy throws. And then if you play man coverage, you can get another guy in the box to help stop the run. So it uh, makes it difficult for our offense, but we feel like we've got some playmakers too and we've got some uh, ability on offense. So if they're going to play man coverage, we need to make them pay for it and get our receivers uh, involved. You know, if we can't get our passing game going, it's going to be tough to run the ball. But we feel like uh, with Eli and with the receivers we've got, we should be able to, uh, to kind of loosen them up a little bit or have the potential to make big plays and then – Defensively, um, you know, it's such a challenge with the speed that they've got. Uh, their quarterback, as you mentioned, is thrown for over 3,000 yards. If you don't put pressure on him, uh, he can really make plays. But when you do put pressure, they do a great job of throwing screens. And screens are, uh, you know, when you get the ball to an athlete and you've really brought pressure and you've got to make one-on-one -on -one tackles, it gives them opportunity to make a big play. So, uh, I think they've scored 49 the past two weeks, and against Boaz, they scored it in the first half. They're leading 5A in scoring right now, so just a tremendous challenge for us. But hey, we're we're thrilled to be at home uh, in the playoffs, and we feel like we've got a we've got a good team as well. So it should be a great night for football. Yeah, we're going to need those our DBs to step up, and and really that whole defense. Um, you know, the front seven's played well. Really, all of them played great all year, but it, it will be a challenge there. And the and the, the weather's cooling down a little bit too so that'll be another uh i guess this will be the by far the coldest game of the year tonight yeah yeah you know when you're playing on thanksgiving week it, it should be cold and uh you know just being at home means a lot to have our home crowd but it's also great to be able to come in and go out and warm ups and see how you feel and if you want to need more clothes put more clothes on and stuff like that so uh glad to be playing at home really hope everybody will enjoy their Thanksgiving and then come out and, uh, and support these guys. You know, 15 seniors have, have done a really good job for us, and we're excited to have another another week of Wildcat football. And talking about the Thanksgiving, Coach, what's some of the challenges of uh, sort of juggling this Thanksgiving break? Um, you know, the the kids are out of school, but how's all – and how's this week of practice gone with all this kind of, I don't want to say distraction, but it is – it's a lot different than a normal game week. Yeah, the moms and the grandmas and all really wanted to know what we're doing Thanksgiving, so I went ahead and made that call early that we were going to 
come in at nine o'clock and be through. I told them 10.30, we're headed out the door. So that way everybody could uh, get where they needed to at lunch. And then if they need to go later in the day, do that as well. And then we were fortunate kind of the way the weather turned out. We had some rain early in the week, but it came in overnight. So uh, Monday through Wednesday brought them in at two o'clock and kind of stayed on the normal schedule. And we had a little team meal on Wednesday night. And then, uh, like I said, Thursday morning, and then Friday, we're bringing them in at three and we're going to have a normal, kind of a normal home, home game routine. So, uh, you know, the guys sacrificed a lot to be here on a, a week that everybody else has got off, but hey, they, they've had to sacrifice to be on this football team. And we're hoping those sacrifices pay off with a, with a great game on Friday night. Absolutely. And we've got a, uh, special tailgate going on. Uh, I guess as the audience has listened to this, it's, it's going on right now, but everybody needs to come out and, uh, we're doing a Black Friday blackout. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. And we've got a, you know, we've had a great group of parents, and I've said, said it all year. I don't know how great our football team is. But we're definitely the best fed team in 5A. So we, <laughs> we've had a lot of great meals at Crawl Mamas, and then uh, we went to Pizza Ed recently. We're going to Big Mike's on Wednesday. Uh, we eat our, eat our uh, meals every every Friday for pregame at Wenzel. So. We can't ask for more than uh, than our parents have done for us. We're very appreciative for them. Absolutely. Great community support. And everybody come out. This is the third round tonight. And, Coach, how many times have we hosted third? Is this the first time? First time in uh, Gunnersville history. It's the fifth time we've made it to the uh – fifth time we've made it to third round but we've never hosted so that's a great opportunity it's a big night everybody come on out third round playing the pleasant grove spartans so uh y'all come check it out it's big night tonight thanks coach appreciate it as always glad to be here thank you a reminder fans of that terrific thanksgiving sale over here at foodland this week our maxwell house coffee that's good to the last drop big blue canister is only $7.99 and those miss smith pies $5.99 each. Just a sample of the savings at Foodland. Wishing nothing but the best for all of you Wildcats and Wildcat fans and every football fan in the state of Alabama. On this Coach Reese Show, thanks from Foodland. You've been listening to the Coach Reese interview, sponsored by Foodland Plus in Gunnersville. Kickoff is only minutes away. And that was head coach Lance Reese. Um, you know, always got nothing but positive or nothing but complimentary things to say about Pleasant Grove. And I, I'll tell you this too: what I like about Pleasant Grove and what I've kind of we've gotten used to seeing them a decent amount in the playoffs, relatively speaking. Coach LeBeau's been—he's been at Pleasant Grove for a long time. Does a really good job. Um, the in the years past that I've spoke to him about playing Gunnersville, man he's nothing but respectful he's nothing but um just seems like a really good guy and I mean when you're when you're a place like Pleasant Grove for that long you're obviously doing something right and they kind of mirror each other coach Reese and, and yeah. coach LeBeau I mean they've both got great programs and they've both been there for a long time well here's something that you know is I guess motivating for him and for Pleasant Grove to 2019 2020 2021 mm-hmm. uh state runner-ups they came three up just short. straight and then last year i don't think they they won it did they so Mm-mm. um uh you've got so close they've been so close yep um that i'm sure they're probably motivated to finally get there they probably see their you know that they've got a chance they just got to get past us and ramsey um but yeah uh they, they seem like a just a solid program yeah i mean solid program just like gunnersville yeah. so it's good to see these two getting to play each other in the playoffs and 
And just another, if this is the end of the road tonight for this Gunnersville team, just another tip of the cap to this Gunnersville coaching staff and these players. I mean, you t- let's go back a few weeks, about a month ago. They get beat by Arab, and it just seems like, I don't know, it severe depression. Deflating. <laughs> it was, well, it was deflating. You know, and it's it like, deflating. and now here we are. What a difference a few weeks can make if you'll just stick it out, play hard, play tough, keep doing what you're doing, believe in the process, believe in what your coaches are telling you, and here you are sitting in the quarterfinals of the still state playoffs. Still playing. Unlike the Arab <laughs> Still playing at Thanksgiving. And, and and I wouldn't let that, you know, just beating John Carroll by three get you down or anything. Like I no, said earlier. No, you came back and won a road playoff Playoff game. game. Sometimes they're going to be yeah. ugly. Sometimes they're going to be tough. If that game's at Gunnersville, I think Gunnersville, based on what I saw from both teams, Gunnersville wins that two or three touchdowns easy. I just can't wait to see this Gunnersville team and the talent that this Gunnersville team has play against the talent of this Pleasant Grove team tonight. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very, very fun to watch. And like I said, just proud of these guys. Um, for getting to this point, proud of this coaching staff. And, I mean, we've said for years now, we've we've said great things about this coaching staff. And I don't think there's any much anything else we can say. But just keep on doing what y'all are doing. Good luck, guys. Yep, good luck tonight. Thank you guys so much. Um, we hope to be back next week. That is our plan, to be back next week with you guys. It's a three-and-out pregame show. If you're going to the game tonight, please wear black. Is that correct, John Davis? That is correct. Blackout tonight, so please wear black. Blackout on Black Friday. Blackout on Black Friday. There you go. Oh, good Lord. And if you're going Black Friday shopping, just just take it easy. There's plenty of Furbies. Is that... Does that Most, people still buying Furbies? People, no. Pe- people do that online now. People do that online. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nobody's buying Furbies anymore? No. We can't close out the show on Furbies, Joe. Come well, on. if you're going to Gunnersville tonight... <laughs> Please wear black. Please be loud. Please support these Wildcats. It's going to be a tough, tough game tonight against Pleasant Grove, but we're all looking forward to it. Until next time, take care of yourselves and please take care of each other. It's the 3 and Out pregame show, and we hope to see you guys next week.